a fentanyl epidemic, and what one city is doing to save lives. The numbers may surprise you. The National Center for Health Statistics shows that over 100,000 people died last year due to a drug overdose. And that number is an increase of 15% compared to 2020. What's to blame for this continuing rise in drug use and overdose deaths? Synthetic opioids, typically fentanyl. I'm Chris Lay, the podcast operations manager for Lee Enterprises. In this episode of Behind the Headlines, our host Terry Barr is talking with Casey Fowler and Mike Smith, reporters with the Montana Standard in Butte, Montana. A recent series that they wrote on fentanyl use in Butte revealed a similar trend, and you can find links to that series in the show notes. But while this episode focuses on reporting centered on Butte, it can easily serve as an example of what's happening across the country, with a notable exception. Following Casey and Mike's reporting, Butte city leaders decided to take renewed action to fight the use of the drug and by extension the deaths it was leaving in its wake. Here's Terry with Casey and Mike. Well, thank you, Chris. And yes, I am talking with uh, both Casey and Mike, reporters with the Montana Standard, and uh, they did some really incredible digging into drug overdose deaths. Now, we are seeing record numbers in many parts of the country. Montana, and Casey and Mike, stop me if I, if I say this incorrectly, but I want to say Montana surprisingly is an example where fentanyl use is considered an epidemic. So Casey, let me ask you first, are you surprised by what you learned by covering these stories? Yeah, I was really surprised. I didn't realize before how widespread the issue was and how many people it was affecting. And I think one thing that really surprised me the most when we did the story is how little quality control there is. I think in both parts, it kind of mentions that they're really, I mean, two people can split a pill, one can get an a lethal amount, the other can get none. And that really surprised me. Yeah, that really speaks to quality control, especially if this is all being kind of created, who knows where on the streets. Gosh, Mike, why the fentanyl? Why is that such a big thing that you are seeing happen there? You know, I, I've been in Butte for probably about a, a decade now. And as far as drug scourges go, meth has always been the big deal in Butte. I mean, there are people that you can tell tweakers as they call them on meth anywhere you go in any of the convenience stores here in town and it's just it, it is a huge problem here and i would say in the last year maybe a little bit longer but really mainly in the last year we started hear, hearing rumblings of people who were dying from fentanyl and that the overdose counts were going up not all of them fatal but at the hospital here people who were overdosing on it and um, it's still hard to get a real good number on actual deaths here in Butte because some of the families want to keep that private. Um, but clearly, uh, there have been quite a few uh, overdose deaths. And it's just kind of a it's, it's a very new thing. And that's why it got to a point where we said we've got to get to the we've got to do a take a big, wide look at this whole problem and and get into some of the weeds, too. Well, you did that, and thank you so much. As we go behind the headlines, 
I want to let listeners know that you actually broke this with your reporting into two sections because honestly, I read both and you had so much information to share, which is terrific for your readers. So first you talked with frontline workers. We're talking about people like EMTs, firefighters. What do you think? Are they prepared to actually try to handle these types of drug overdoses and even the deaths? I feel like they are doing their best, um, but it's hard to keep up with a problem that is so sudden, um, so deadly. And it's, I mean, it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, I mean, obviously all of these different agencies are carrying Narcan. They're responding as quickly as they can. They really care about the issue, but how can you be prepared for an issue like this? And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from is they're doing their best, but they really are still struggling to figure out how exactly to kind of mitigate these deaths. I don't know if it's a very satisfying answer. I think of all the agencies, I think the one that's most prepared is the one that shows up on the scene and that's the firefighters. And because they're called to every medical call almost. And and there are some firefighters, I think they're all trained in now. Um, but they know what they're doing when they get there as far as that immediate, what to do immediately with the Narcan. And and they know the Narcan wears off. So if someone has an incredible amount of fentanyl in them, that Narcan can actually wear off within, within an hour or so. And anyway, the firefighters have become quickly trained on how to deal with that. I think it's everyone else is kind of still struggling with how to tackle, tackle the problem. Is that that's fair? Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree yeah. with that. Well, and I'm just I'm going to go off the board here just for a second. When you talk to people about this, were they pretty revealing about what they're going through? If we talk about the EMTs, but were there also some people that were kind of sticking with that old idea? Ah, that's not happening here. Um, I think everyone I talked to, at least, was pretty aware that it was happening and pretty willing to admit that. From my perspective, that's what I saw. I didn't really see anyone who was denying it or being like, no, that's not. I mean, the sheriff was really open about it. Um, The people I talked with in mental health and at the health department were really open about it. So, yeah, I didn't talk to anyone who was kind of burying their head in the sand. That's a big first step then that at least everybody's acknowledging this because what a what an issue and problem to tackle if not everyone is on the same page. Um, you had 35 deaths in Butte between 2011 and 2020, 83 in 2020 across the state of Montana. What are you hearing? And, and I almost hate to ask this question, but I'm going to. Do they expect these numbers to continue to rise until they can get a hold on this thing? I think they absolutely expect them to rise. And I think that's the urgency that's going on here. I mean, that, the problem and the problem just came on like a big wave, at, at, you know, very, very suddenly. And um, they, they definitely expect they absolutely expect more people to die from this. And that's that's why they're so uh, uh, all hands on deck here in Butte about trying to how to address it. Who would you say is uh, being impacted the most right now? I think most people would guess that it's the younger people, you know, maybe the 20-ish some year olds. Is is that a fair picture? I think definitely that the younger, uh, the younger 
uh, demographic is something they looked at. But but what everyone told us is that this cuts across all demographic lines, all ages and everything. And like, uh, you know, overdoses are happening to heavy drug users, to younger people getting into medicine cabinets, to seniors who took too many pills, uh, to college students who just show up at a party and a few drugs are making the rounds. And uh, so it's 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 everyone. When you think about it that way, wow. Um, the second part of your series then focused on the users and how to best help them right now. Um, Casey, what would you say really grabbed your attention from this part of the story? The personal aspect. I It was really important to me when Mike and I were doing this that we at least tried to talk to someone who had been personally affected because I think I mean, even though there are so many people who care about this and are responding to it and are aware of it, I think there's still a really big stigma around people who use drugs and fentanyl. And so I thought that if we could put a face on someone who had done the drug, survived and recovered, and he was able to tell his story, I just thought that that would be really impactful. And what was the response to that when people had a chance to read what you found from a real person telling their story? I think it was positive. Um, I didn't hear a lot about that aspect of the story particularly. I don't know if you did. I mean, I think it was positive. I think what surprised me a lot is that a lot of the comments on the story weren't really about the story. They were about politics and border um, policies. And so I don't feel like I got a whole lot of feedback on Daniel specifically, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's always such a, an important part of reporting is including somebody that has been there. My goodness. Okay. Well, and, and I guess we're also talking about, you know, back to the EMT section, but also with your second report, the whole idea of, you know, what do you do? So here's Narcan. We've heard about this and it's being used everywhere. And now it's becoming so readily available to almost anybody to be able to use it to help in an overdose situation. Mike, what do you think? Like, what did people say to you about, about making this something that anybody could help somebody that might ex experience an overdose? Well, I think I think that kind of cuts both ways. I mean, there there are people who think that that's kind of encouraging or enabling users. Mm -hmm. But I think what I've really found in Butte Silverbo and, and Casey's more of the expert on on uh, on that part. But I, I haven't seen a lot of pushback. I mean, the health department is making it readily available um, during a big community wide discussion. People were saying we need to make more of this available. Um, you know, it's saving lives. And I think, you know, that's the, I think everyone understands the bottom line to that and that they're not trying to enable people or encourage people, but, but you can die from this so fast with just one pill, um, that I think this Narcan thing is, is kind of a, it's, it's pretty widely accepted. I think of you, I haven't heard of it. So the only thing I could classify as pushback is of the syringe services program at the health department specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, 
when I was reporting, uh, the head of that program told me, because I, you know, we put in an info box that said where to get help, where to call if you're struggling with substance abuse. And she told me to not put the location or times because I guess they have some pushback to that aspect of their program, specifically people who think that the needle exchange is enabling users. Um, and so she was afraid that some people who were opposed to it might, you know, get mm -hmm. in trouble. Yeah. Public. Okay. Yeah, I, it, it makes sense. It, it, oh, wow. Um, is there an answer to all of this? I think that Butte is trying to come up with an answer to it. And, um, uh, and they haven't found, you know, a magic one. I think they're starting where they can. And there's a, you know, a so-called community action team, which includes, you know, law enforcement and uh, uh, actually a Catholic priest here in town who lost three parishioners, he's the one that really got this started. Um, he said, we, you know, I've known three people in my parish that have died from this. And, and he, he kind of got the ball rolling on this community action team, as they call it. Um, uh, you know, the first answer is to get the message out. And they, they've taken some of this from, from a, um, a, a, one of the federal agencies, you know, that one pill can kill. Ah. And they probably soon will roll out a pretty extensive media campaign. And that means TV commercials, radio spots, billboards, uh, posters in schools. Um, you know, I mean, they, you know, as, as one person on the panel said, you know, we need to be in people's face about this. And that's what they plan to do. They plan to just saturate viewed with the message about fentanyl and, and, and how, uh, you know, one pill will kill. That's a big message. And it's kind of a scary one when you look at it in that way. Absolutely. My goodness. You know, your stories, um, they have been very popular for your readers. Why does that make you proud of being in a community where you feel you can still make a difference? Obviously, you did the stories and things are happening how do you stay on top of that? But also, how does that make you feel to help the community? I mean, like you said, I think there's definitely a sense of pride in knowing that um, you're helping get the word out and maybe making a small impact in this greater scheme of things. Um, and then as far as staying on top of it, Mike's been attending every single one of these community action team meetings that I know of. Uh, I don't want to speak for him, but it seems like he's been covering them pretty um He's been pretty dedicated. And so I think staying on top of those is what we're doing. And then just continuing to track yeah. the trend of how things are going. I've actually done the last two. Casey was the one that went to the first meeting. And that was more of a community-wide where you had people who uh, who have been affected by these oh. deaths and family members. And, and it was a packed room of people concerned about it. I mean, every, it was just, you know, so she got that, she got that slice of it, you know? Well, I, and I guess this may be my last question, but obviously there's a lot of people that care about this and both of you do, but if someone, I don't know how this is possible, but if someone hasn't heard about this or doesn't know about your reporting, and I guess we could say, this really is a topic impacting cities across the country. Why should people care about this? You know, I think the sheriff here and, and it, the, our sheriff, he is not 
uh, you know, he will never be accused of coddling criminals or um, or going white on criminals. But I mean, this has really hit home to him. And I, I think he said it best. I mean, he he said, you know, he, he he's talking about the human life aspect of it. And I think that's why people should care. And, and I think he sums up. He said, you know, these people are someone's father, mother, sister, brother, child, friend or whoever. They're worth saving. Addiction can affect us all, and you're naive to think that it won't. And I think that summed it up for me. I mean, that was just a powerful statement, I thought. You know, if you don't know someone affected now, you're going to if, you're going keeps, to. if, if this keeps going the way it's going. Casey, any final words from you? I think Mike pretty much summed it up. I mean, yeah, addiction affects everyone. And if it hasn't affected you already... It might, if this doesn't, if someone doesn't get a handle on this. That's some pretty strong words from both of you and the sheriff, thank you, uh, to end this episode on. And I look forward to talking with you again down the road to see how things are going. Thank you, my goodness, Casey and Mike, for taking us behind the headlines on your stories. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. With reader responses, including shock and denial, and many asking, how is this happening here? Casey and Mike continue to follow the story, and you can find links to their past coverage in the show notes. Again, Butte is just one regional example, but it's a nationwide crisis touching the lives of a vast swath of Americans in tragic ways that doesn't have an easy answer or immediate solution. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Headlines. The show is produced and recorded by Terry Barr and edited by me, Chris Lay. You can find us on every podcast platform imaginable, so we'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and give us a review wherever it is you happen to get your shows. And as always, if you appreciate what we're doing with this program, we encourage you to invest in local journalism and support whichever newspaper it is that serves your community. I'm Chris Lay, and for Terry and myself, thank you so much for listening to Behind the Headlines from Lee Enterprises. <laughs>